Ducks. Check. Flats. Check. Engine. Check. Coffee maker. Check. We are go. Okay, boys. On. You're listening to The Lock on Radio 3 Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Nick Trellia. I'm Khalid. And I'm Rachel Kudichi. As always, we have a pretty good show lined up for you guys this week. So as always, let's get started with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every day. So my story, we have a headline, Icelandic quiz show contestant trashes set after losing game. Very classy. I'll take Crybaby for 600, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> So a contestant on the Icelandic quiz show Gedu Better went ape after his team lost the game. He smashed his water glass, flipped his podium, and stormed off the set before causing more destruction backstage. I think Josh has that pulled up for us. Let's take a listen. He's backstage now. So most of what was said is in Icelandic, but we at The Loft have obtained an exclusive English language translation of the events that occurred. Let's take a listen. Who invaded Spain in the 8th century? That's a joke. The Moors. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's the Moops. The correct answer is the Moops. Moops. Let me see that. That's not moops, you jerk. It's moors. It's a misprint. I'm sorry, the card says moops. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's moors. There's no moops. It's moops. Moors. Moops. Moors. I'm going to kill him. Pretty intense, I would say. Excellent dramatization. <laughs> Talk about nerd rage. Yeah. Also, it's funny that you bring up Iceland because I was just talking to someone earlier this week, and did you know that 54% of people in Iceland actually believe in the existence of elves? No way. Yeah. I guess they're closer to the North Pole that they see them more often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they like straight up build them tiny little like houses in the sides of mountains. No way. And they, they'll, like, divert roads around boulders where they think <laughs> elves live. <laughs> like, they spend money on... Their government spends money on this. Weren't we trying to buy this place? <laughs> or is that Greenland? Whoops. I don't know. Speaking of spending money on things that probably should not be spent that much money on, Tennessee man leaves $5 million to dog in his will. And he quotes, she's a good girl. Nice. So... When Tennessee businessman Bill Doris died late last year, the 84-year-old left $5 million to his 8-year-old border collie, Lulu. Doris's friend, Martha Burton, had already been watching Lulu for him for several years because Doris frequently traveled and wanted someone to care for her while he was away. And Burton said, I don't really know what to think about it, to tell you the truth. He just really loved the dog. I know what to think about that. <laughs> The will specifies that the $5 million is to be placed in a trust to provide for Lulu's care and that the dog should remain with Burton, according to the report. So what I'm wondering is, does Burton get some money out of this herself? Um, and the answer is yes, 
kind of. She is to be reimbursed for normal monthly expenses as approved by a conservator managing the trust. Interesting. I like. I also like how it says here that Lulu is planning on investing the money wisely in the stock market. Yes. Yeah. Dogecoin, specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Apparently, giving a lot of money to your dog in your will is more common than many people expect. Actress Lauren Bacall left $10,000 for care of her dog. Businesswoman Muriel Siebert left $100,000 to her chihuahua named Monster Girl. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm probably going to botch this, but Hotelier and noted tax fraudster Leona Helmsley left $12,000 million dollars to her dogs after she died in 2007 wait so what happens when the dogs die and there's money left over where does it go be reinvested into the community (laughs) the dog community i don't know yeah where does extra money go the government takes it probably i would assume that it just goes darn government yep it probably does they're like, oh, that darn dog didn't pay its taxes. <laughs> didn't pay its inheritance taxes. <laughs> Speaking of darn memories of the dog family, <laughs> something bit my butt. Alaska woman using outhouse is attacked by bear. <laughs> Fantastic. So this is actually precisely what it sounds like. It's everyone's horror story where you sit down in the toilet and there's something in the toilet. <laughs> uh, other than water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, ideally, <Naturally>. yes. <laughs> hey, no assumptions made here. So she says, I got out there and sat down in the toilet and immediately something bit my butt right as I sat down. I jumped up and I screamed when it happened. <laughs> oh, no. So they, they don't actually know for sure whether it's a bear. So I think they're being kind of dramatic because mm. they basically saw like bear paw prints all over the place and just kind of assumed it was a bear, but there wasn't an actual bite mark. So it would have been like the bear swiping at her with uh. like a clawed paw, hmm. but um, she was bleeding, but it wasn't super bad, she says. Mm. Um, they found bear tracks all over the property the next morning, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm kind of doubting whether it was actually a bear. Cause, could you imagine a bear trying to fit down under an outhouse? <laughs> yeah. Funny. Like when Winnie the Pooh got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to lose all the weight to get right, out. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that in Rabbit's Hole? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, for Poor like rabbit. a week. You just can't have honey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, what if it was a raccoon or something, and they just misappropriated <laughs> the bear paws? Misappropriated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, there's this saying, never let your integrity get in the way of a good demonstration. I think this is a great example. Yes, yes. Like, a bear bit my butt sounds way better. It has all that alliteration. Like, mm-hmm. a raccoon swiped at my butt while I was using the outhouse. That doesn't have the same punch to it. Okay. The The best part about this article is that it goes on to specify that 2020 was a record year for general bear problems in the Haynes area. <laughs> Reasons for that could include... The fact that it was a poor salmon run year combined with a mediocre berry crop. <laughs> so nothing for those poor bears to eat. Just like to camp out in some outhouses, you know. That's right. Just wait for some prey to come along. <laughs> My question is, um, was he just not expecting anyone to come in and that's so he was startled? Or is this like common practice for him? Does he wait for the animals to try to use the outhouse and then attack them when they come in? <laughs> It's when they least expect it. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon Stevens was treated with first aid kit after incident in which bare face was seen at the toilet seat level. (laughs) Could you imagine just just peeking up and looking around like a a periscope coming up? Oh, 
Oh, my word. That's a get-out-quick situation mm-hmm. right there. Time to get out of there. PDQ. Yeah. Pretty darn quick. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale's most highly decorated and prestigious radio show. (laughs) 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 And uh, next up, Rachel Kukaji will be talking to us about something that she does a lot of and learns about in class, talking. Isn't that right, Rachel? Yes. So this is... I'm talking about a mistake that a lot of people make, which is the use of the word literally. Literally is an adverb, meaning in a literal manner or word for word. But this is not how most people use it. Most people use it to make emphasis. You know, for example, Nick just talked about in his article last week about the roommates, about how sometimes people say, you know, if you don't stop turning the light on at 2 a.m. when you come home, I'm literally going to kill you. Of course, they don't mean literally. They just mean emphasis. And so people misuse this all the time, um, putting it in extended metaphors, which sometimes makes for some really funny gaffes. And some of the best examples come from our very own most popular U.S. president, the king of gaffes, Joe Biden, who not only uses the word literally a lot, a lot of articles have talked about this, actually, but... He'll use it twice in a single sentence, and he likes to say, literally, I mean this literally, not figuratively, literally, when talking about things like literally stapling green cards to STEM diplomas, or literally, America is literally standing on the brink of a new depression. (laughs) Or, I have one for audio clip, if... Our producer can hit play on that. Mr. Bainer and his party ran the economy and the middle class literally into the ground. That literally has been the American way. And it can be that way again. Literally. I literally picked up the phone and called John. So, moral of the story. Stop using literally when you're not supposed to use it. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't use the word literally. I'm not a SoCal Valley girl. I think that we all use it at different times. I thought you were going to say, we all are a little SoCal Valley girl. <laughs> so my question is, what is the actual literal meaning of literally now that people use it this way? The literal meaning of literally is in a literal or strict sense, word for word. So if I were to say... So according to Joe Biden, uh-huh. he is going to start stapling green cards to everyone who has a STEM diploma. And he's also... But what if he really means that, though? Then he'd be using it correctly, right? Correct, but he's not. <laughs> how, do, how do you know? Yeah, you don't know that. Hey, are you in Joe Biden's head? Not that anyone would ever want to be in Joe Biden's head. <laughs> not that Joe Biden is in his own head, but do you... Not do that you, Joe Biden has a head. Do, but. You, do you know what's going on? Can, can you speak for him? I can't speak for him. But there we the, go. The point was that he was speaking in so support... So you literally don't know what's going on. Well, he was speaking in support <laughs> of... actually i do know what's going on he was speaking in support of legislation that would increase the number of green cards awarded to immigrants studying in the united states who graduated with stem degrees okay he's not going to be at everyone's graduation (laughs) literally stamping (laughs) stapling stapling (laughs) he's not gonna be literally stamping anything either except for all his executive orders but (laughs) hot take Actually, but not he's really, but going mm. to be, you know, that's a, you know, the fact that Joe Biden is 
has a lot of ex- executive orders isn't really an opinion. That's also a fact. <laughs> and he you know, as Joe, but as Joe Biden says, he's going to be for facts, not truth. We choose truth over facts. At 20 executive orders in the first week. Yo, that, that is impressive. That yeah. man is literally setting the record. Oh, yeah. He's overworking is himself. He? It's a lot of signatures. Yeah, he, he set the record for the most executive orders in the first week. Mm-hmm. See, that was the proper use of literally. Aha, you see, I got, okay, now, now, figuratively, so when people say literally, they usually mean something figuratively, right? Yes, and they put, so, a lot of people literally use the word (laughs) for the opposite of what they mean, just for emphasis, like, they basically, like, Joe Biden uses the word literally as an exclamation point in, like, (laughs) every one of his sentences. (laughs) Just text it on the Apparently, there. there was a time when he was talking uh-huh. to children in Africa. Africa, <laughs> And he said, you guys are literally the keystone of this country. <laughs> like Remember that. when he's talking to those kids in America and he said, I'll be back when you're 18? <laughs> you remember that? No, I actually don't remember that. Idea. That's creepy. We got to find that later. And that's we'll, really we'll, we'll drop yeah. it in there. The good news is, for me, I'm here. The bad news for you is... I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And I want to see these beautiful young ladies. I want to see them dancing when they're four years old or two. Anyway, uh, so what should you say when you actually mean figuratively? So is there a word? So instead of saying, I am literally going to kill you, is there a way to emphasize without using the improper Well, you word? could use your inflection. If you're doing it for writing, you could use an exclamation point. That yeah, sounds like that'll work. So, so there's no word that will kind of fill in the gap to mean, oh, I just mean this figuratively. Well, you could use figuratively. So he's like, I am figuratively going to get... You see, that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> see, that that's softens the, thing is, the threat so much, though. I am figuratively going to kill you. Funny, though? And people are like, what? I'd be laughing too hard to be scared. I mean, I bet it exactly. started when people were actually going to do something, and so they meant it in terms of another actual, but then people use it so much with metaphors right. that they're really not going to do it. But it also just comes to the point, it's like the word enormity. What do you think the word enormity means? Doesn't have something to do with something being very large. That's what I would have guessed. That's I don't what you know would have guessed. Means. But it means extreme wickedness. And so all the time when people are talking about like, oh, the enormity of our new <laughs> chapel. It's oh. evil. <laughs> At one time in a campaign, one time campaign email, Jeb Bush was talking about the enormity of the job of a president. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's nice. enormity is unparalleled. <laughs> it it comes to the point where it's almost just commonly accepted as mm-hmm. that. Like most people hear enormity yeah. and they don't even think of, oh, ha ha, look at the, that funny mistake someone made. We just go along with it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost adopted. Right. Just kinda, a you you sense know what they mean. The word. So it's jobs as writers. Wow. And educated people to push back on that and use words in their literal sense. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hills, so 101.7 FM. And now I'm going to tell a brief story about how not all jalapeno chips are created equally. So I went to AJ's today, and I saw that there were new kettle chips. I love kettle chips. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Time to get comfy. I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, Khalid? Nothing. Just uh, waiting on Rachel. Yeah, same. How does she do it? She just keeps going on like that. She has a lot of practice. <laughs> it's impressive lung capacity, too. 
I think she does it all in one breath. My little pony, my little pony. Is that you, dude? No, I'm a Care Bears guy. It's gotta be Josh. Josh, are you, are you in here? Oh, hey guys. I didn't realize I drifted off there. You know, I've had this one song stuck in my head all day. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we can tell, yeah. Shh. I, I think she stopped talking. She probably wants one of us to say something. All right, I'll, I'll go do it. I'll, I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Well, what is she on to now? So somehow she's found her way to hockey. Wait, what did we even start on again? I don't even remember, dude. Wait, I think she's resetting. Time to get back to the show. But I'm lactose intolerant, so I ate a sandwich instead. <laughs> You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, and today we're going to wrap up with an initials quiz. So Josh will give us the initials of a famous, famous person, followed by three facts from most to least obscure. The first person to guess the famous person wins the round and gets a point. And I think we're playing to a best of three. Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's nice. get rolling. All right. The first initials, JL. This person had to flee the Netherlands after being connected to the Rye house plot, wherein some citizens plan to assassinate their ruler. Hmm. That hmm. eliminates my guess. Nothing. Okay. Next one. Uh, he first published his works transatlantically in 1773. 17. So he's a writer. Yeah. Oh! I was thinking John Locke, but heck no. That could be it. I think that... Uh-uh. Locke was like way earlier. before 1770. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I was originally thinking John Lennon, but then he got talking and I was <laughs> yeah. like, nope. Yeah, there's a difference between planning assassinations <laughs> and being assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Final one. A large influence on the founding of America. Wait, Nick, is it John Locke? It is John oh Locke. Oh, my gosh, it is. I psyched everybody out. Interesting, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, his works didn't get published over in America until 1773. Okay. Oh, okay. That's sneaky. Uh, ooh, sneaky how you did that nice. to us there. Nice, nice. That, that's just the first one, too? Yep. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> We're toast. Whew. All right. Up, I swear we go to Hillsdale. No, no, no. The, the <laughs> questions within the initial gets easier. This one. Yeah, all right. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what he's got. All, all right, right. Next one. The initials are KHM. This man was expelled from three different European countries. Wow. I clearly don't know my European Too short of well. bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they were in a diagonal line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. France, Switzerland. Austria, <laughs> Italy. Ah, shoot, we ran out of countries. Okay. <laughs> Sicily. There, you have the free space too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the is the what's the free space though? Yeah, in the middle of the world. <laughs> All right, next clue. One of his idolo- ideological comrades made an attempt on his life for not being radical enough. Rachel. Rachel, what you got? Can you repeat the initials just in case? <laughs> K-H-M. Yeah, Karl Marx. Yes, indeed. Whoa. Oh, what's his Final, middle name? His, his middle name is Heinrich. Heinrich. Yeah. Heinrich. Heinrich. But you start talking about radicalized. Yeah. Came wow. to me. Yeah, of course. You right. are a radical, aren't you? Of course. Radical mm. feminist, yeah. <laughs> no. Final <laughs> one. Initials H-U-G. Hug. Aw. <laughs> First clue, he smoked... 20 cigars every day and eventually died from throat cancer. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Wow. 
All right, second clue. His first name is often left out when referring to this man, and he is given a different middle initial. Nick, is it Ulysses Grant? Yes, it that is. That was my what? guess, too. Hiram Ulysses Simpson like, Grant, right? He actually, uh, the S was um, just given to him by some random, uh, some random, like, House uh, Congress person. Interesting. Because yeah. there wasn't enough S's in Ulysses. Yeah, he didn't, he was like, oh, uh, he saw the middle initial in his last, or his middle name in his last name, and was just like, oh, his name is Ulysses S. Grant. And then that just stuck with him for the rest of his life. Or huh. maybe, or maybe huh. the guy just had, like, a stutter or, like, a slur or something. It's like, Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> and then it was like, ah, <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Wow, I didn't stand a chance on that one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to Nick. I think you took two of those. Yep. Oh. All right. Good game. That was actually the first one was very sneaky, I will say. Yeah. yeah. All well, right. I wish that I had stuck with my gut because I was thinking John Locke and then Nick talked me out of it. You've been listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We have new episodes come out every Wednesday, but this week especially, we're going to have a live broadcast from the Student Union at noon. I'm so excited for that. Be there or be square. Yeah.